Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Horror. Arts. Politics. Bad assery. Welcome. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. Hello, folks, friends, and fiends. <laughs> Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. A uh, few names I want to throw out right about now. Um, you can draw the conclusions. Uh, Mike Inez. Les Claypool. Dee Dee Verne. Flea. Jonette Napolitano. Eric Avery. Rex Brown. Geezer Butler. Nicholas Blonzi. The almighty Lemmy Kilmeister. Kate Pearson. Heather Chatty. Rick Savage. Anyway, what do they all have in common? They rock. No, they rock the bass. (laughs) We have the best bass player in history, an iconic figure in rock and roll right now. And just the reason people pick up the bass is because of this woman. Her name is Shawn Salt. She's coming on very shortly. Um, I, I, like, I ran out of words with her because she was just so cool. And um, there's no words to be said except you have to listen to her, I guess. But I want to thank, of course, Dava She-Wolf. She was on a couple episodes ago from Star and Dagger, Sean's new band. They sent me this kick-ass EP. It's vinyl. Okay, I got vinyl. I got Tomorrowland Blues on vinyl. And then they sent me the EP. It's badass. Limited edition. I cannot thank them enough. Um, But bass players... Uh, brains, brawn, and beauty in the band? I would agree. I think they write all the music too. I'm sure somebody's gonna call me out on that one, and that's okay too. It's about controversy here. Yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> um, didn't you have a boyfriend that was in a band that was a bass player? Oh, John Taylor, my middle school mm. boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. yeah, writer and bass player. Um, he also is a metal fan. So we gotta give John Taylor some credits too. Yeah, it's all about the bass players tonight on Kettle Whistle Radio. Right now, Sean Salt. Some bass in your face. It can, this is honestly such a... What is that? Nothing. Nothing. Just There's listen. nothing you can say. No, just listen.
Folks, friends, and fiends, welcome to a very special episode of Kettle Whistle Radio. I know I've said that three days in a row, um, three shows in a row, because we had Ms. Daba on, uh, She-Wolf, which was fantastic. And now the great bass rock icon, Sean Yasult, is here with me as we speak. And I, I, I'm, are you there? Are you still there? Yes. Hi, David. <laughs> You're hanging in? Okay, cool. So from ballet to bass, um, I read your book. I own your book. Um, that's actually not what we're here to talk about. We, sh- we should talk about that it's out of print right now. Is it? <laughs> From what I've been told, yeah, people are trying to order it. So either oh, on back order, yeah, you should look into that. A lot of people want it. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Well, you tell them they can always um, come to my website. It's uh, com, and there's a shopping uh, section there, and I have them for sale there. I'm, I'm actually out of stock myself, but I have I have a, a box on the way. So um, I'll find out about that, yeah. Yeah, tell find them to, out. Tell, tell them to tell their, you know, local Records, I mean, record, I know, right? stores or Amazon or whoever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so we we, them, please. we date ourselves when we say record stores, and that's sad. I know. They, Good Lord. they don't exist too much anymore, do they? No, they don't. But well, now you have something huge going on, and that's we're not really – this isn't going to be autobiographical as much as I want it to be, but we we got to talk about what you, what you have going on right now. You have some uh, – it's in New York, correct? Yes. I've got a solo photography show called Retrospective and, um, sacred at the Sacred Gallery, in New York City in Soho. Okay. And I've looked at some of the things here. Now, Retrospective, Love Letters to New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a subtitle, but that's something I, I said it's kind of, I've, I've been photographing here in New Orleans for a good 15 years, showing in galleries for 12 years. So. Um, that's why I'm calling this retrospectives because I, I brought up a lot of my work um, that's never shown in New York. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not in New York anymore. I wish I was at this point. Um, it's yeah. Now there's four items I'm looking at: sex and death and rock and roll, <laughs> Mississippi mermaids and soirée d'évolution. These are all exhibits. Yes. <laughs> okay. Those are three solo shows that I had in New Orleans, and I, I brought up pieces from all of them. How is it being received? Uh, very well, very well. We had a packed house, sardine can. <laughs> That's great. And are you there meeting everybody? I, I was, yeah. I, I'm back in New Orleans now, but I was I was there for the weekend. It was really overwhelming. Great, great response. And uh, well, how, well, how do people find out more about this? And when can they go there? When is this open? Let's get people in the doors, even if you know it's, it doesn't sound like you have a problem, but. No, but I, yeah, I'd love for people to see it. Um, it's up for almost two months. It uh, it ends um December third. 31st. I think Sacred Gallery is open like seven days a week. It's it's also connected with Sacred Gallery Tattoo Studios. Cool. And um, you just it's it, like I said, go go to their gallery though. It's just sacredgallerynyc.com. Okay. Excellent. And um, they should have the hours and all that. I believe it opens like you know respectable hour like noon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like noon to seven or something like that. Yeah, we we had some problems connecting the first time. I, I had a weird connection problem i don't even want to get into that but i told you about it and i <laughs> thank yes. you for thanks for forgiving me i mean yeah somebody called and said that somebody hacked into my ip address but the key to that folks and to you sean if somebody calls you and they cannot read back your email address to you they are not a client or you're not a client of theirs so yeah don't believe it and i wasted all that time that um, sounds dubious yes <laughs> <laughs> serious oh man but uh, you don't think when you get a call like that but uh, anyway so your dad was a writer have you ever considered before you wrote this book ever just writing or was it going to be music for you um well music photography i mean i've I've focused on a lot of things in my life but um writing was not ever anything i wanted to do or thought about doing um i i actually with uh my book i'm in the band Mm -hmm. it started off more as a um 
photo book, like a coffee table kind of photo book, mm-hmm. because I was taking you know photos the whole time we were on tour. I was the only one, you know, backstage with the camera and always taking pictures of the other bands and stuff. So, um, I just wanted to document all of that. I would write little things about what you're looking at, and mm-hmm. the publishers were entertained by that, and they asked me to write more and write an intro. So, you know, I kind of added on, but it, it's a bit of a scrapbook for white zombie fans or actually fans of that whole era to be honest because we toured with everyone from the cramps to pantera to reverend horton heat so um i've got photos and stories of all those bands and i hate god i mean you name it you know we (laughs) we toured with them and we toured the world so there's you know there's i think a lot of interesting stories and it's it's not it's not like a heavy book to read. It's it's mostly photos. Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, seriously, it's been borrowed by people, or my friends. I'm like, you know what? Get your own copy. I want mine back. And yeah, it's, it's getting really annoying. It should be on Amazon. It should be. Yeah, on I think I don't know where they're looking. I'll be honest with you. I just heard that the other day. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe there's going to be a second edition, third edition. What are you up to? I don't even know. It's I, I know it's on the third edition nice. right now. So. Oh, very good. Then you'll yeah. yeah. So it's great. It, it does keep. Uh, getting reprinted you're in for keeps and that's awesome do you do the majority of the writing for star and dagger of course no no i don't um dava and i kind of write music 50 50 and she writes most of the lyrics she's really the wordsmith in the band so <laughs> i like to leave that in her department yeah she's awesome we had a great time um yeah. i saw you with pantera and deftones and that other band you were in way back when uh you you hung out with Dimebag quite oh. often or whenever any chance you got I'm sorry. What was the question? You hung out with Dimebag. <laughs> yeah, I I adore him. I love him. Oh. I you know I think of him daily. Daily, I, yeah. I miss him. You know he he was amazing. He was like a brother to me, um, in so many ways. And uh, I I really really miss him. Yeah, I, we all do. Uh, there's so much great footage of you and him. I think it was on the Dime Vision video, and I think I saw you on the Pantera Vulgar videos. You show up there too. Uh, but yeah, it looks like you guys had a blast. Wait, wait, what's, what's the Dime Vision video? Oh, I don't Dime know. Vision? Oh man, you gotta get that. Yeah, um, I believe his wife and Vinny put it out. Um, it was gonna be a collection, but it's, it's his home videos. Him blowing stuff up in his house. I mean, things that they, they didn't even know he did. Um, <laughs> oh, you gotta get this. Yeah, I, that I'm pretty sure you can find in your local record store. Um, That's cool. I'll send you my copy if you can. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it really is so funny. It puts a smile on your face. It's like spending a night with Dimebag all over again. Which, I'm going to look that up. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, Dime Vision. Look it up. There's supposed to be a second edition of that, too. So I, I don't know what's going on with that. But, um, okay, so Faster Pussycat, Kill, Kill, Kill. This was your idea for the video, Your Mama is a Grifter? Um, You know, I thought it was Dava's idea, but oh, she, she blamed it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I, I really, I think she came up with just like, oh, you know, we're three girls. We should do a spoof on that video. And then I kind of came up with a lot of the storyline. Okay. But, yeah, we kind of work in tandem a lot, you know, and forget who came up with what. So, um, yeah, that was just a big goof. We're hanging out in Joshua Tree a lot, and, you know, so we're out in the desert. Our friend Dave Catching, who has Rancho de la Luna and the mm-hmm. most badass, you know, hot rod, you know, that just tied in with the video. Indeed. You know, it's all there, and we're like, oh, we should make this video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I think it's awesome. The black and white effect is awesome. The whole deal, I mean, it's just great. Um I, I gotta ask you while I have you here, you're, you're a rock icon whether you like it or not. Um, how does that, how does that make you feel? Are you humbled? Uh, do you care? <laughs> I'm, I'm humbled. I mean, it, it was, uh, I don't want to say accidental, but it, you know, we were just punks on the Lower East Side and, you know, mm-hmm. going to art school. It wasn't anything like, uh, we ever imagined, you know, att- att- attaining. We, mm-hmm. Rob and I were like 
No, it'd be great to be as big as the Ramones or the Cramps and like sell out theaters one day. That was <laughs> kind of the goal and the the turn that we took and um, the the path that we got led on was just incredible. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And you have it all documented, and there's photos and everything, uh, folks. You can't even, you won't even believe it till you see this book and hold it in your hands. And uh, just you saved everything, uh, just from patches to the back of jackets to the posters you put up on the street. Yeah, I'm not like a hoarder or anything, but <laughs> during those days in White Zombie, those things seem special, you know. And I, Absolutely. I luckily uh, managed to keep them even through Katrina, so that's <laughs> that's really why I started documenting yeah. them. Was you know, very smart. Got lost, so I was like, okay, I better I better scan and put all these things on the computer so I don't lose them. Yeah, very smart because a lot of people lost everything there. That's just that was horrible. I was just thinking about that today and how that affected you actually when that happened. It was pretty crazy. I mean. You don't know if you, I mean, our, our home didn't flood, but we did have a huge uh, hole through our roof that water poured through for days. And, uh, there's still like, I call it the speed bump in the kitchen, three floors down. <laughs> there's oh, a little geez. bump in the middle of the floor where the water piled up. Oh man. So that took about a year to get the roof fixed, you know? Um, it was just crazy. But the was, town's coming back, I guess. Sorry. The town is coming back. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's back tenfold. There's Full swing good. more. Like amazing people and restaurants and bars and clubs and shops and more, more than anything. And, and it's also become Hollywood South. They make a lot of big pictures here. For, yeah. You know, ever since Katrina and, um, it, it's been incredible. Yeah. I love it here. You seem to be having more fun lately with your current projects. Are you more at ease than say with you, with White Zombie back in the day? Like you're more in control? Well, it's, it's not really a control issue. It's just, um, you know, I do, I do these things for fun because we were so intense with White Zombie and, you know, that, that was me too. I, I we we're just hard workers. We were kind of, um, obsessed with, you know, mm -hmm. going further and further and practicing every day and being perfect. And, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of fun after that to, to be like, you know what? I want to be in a band to have fun. And yeah, <laughs> I did famous monsters right after that. I was like, you yes. know, being on having a touring pajama party, you know, it was just silly. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no, I love just, that. That was just totally obviously for fun. And, I, I, I could kick myself for not buying the CD when I had it in my hands. Um, I, I have a digital copy, which, you know, from iTunes, I think it was. You're, yeah. on, you're on iTunes with famous monsters, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were, um, yeah, the first record was on Bongload, and then mm -hmm. um, actually the first seven inches are on um, Estrus Records, which is kind of what I designed the band for. I sent them anonymously a cassette <laughs> that dates the band. <laughs> oh and, no! Um, hey, that's back in. I my friend uh, Heather and sure. co-host, she um she's in a band called the Glowworms, and they give out cassettes now. It's it's. Crazy. I love that. But yeah. where do you buy a cassette player these days? You know, yeah, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, you, you can get the combination for the vinyl as well. Um, I know they sell the retro record players now. I think they're back in because of guys player? like you. Um, with you, you the Dava sent me Tomorrowland Blues on vinyl. Yeah, no, we have, I mean, I've got a couple of record players, but I, I didn't know that they were making them with cassette players again. <laughs> yeah, very strange. I know, that That's is cool. odd. Yeah, eight tracks next, I guess. Um, I, this, I, this next question comes from my uh, co-host, Ms. D, actually. Um, you, sounds like you didn't lose your passion for music, but did you, how did you rediscover your passion after being in a super group like White Zombie? Is it, is it better to be in a stripped down, uh, club act again? Yeah, no, you know what? It's not that I ever rediscovered it. I was actually, I was actually doing Famous Monsters at the same time as White Zombie. Okay. Um, for a lot, the first seven inch came out during White Zombie, but we had a rule in White Zombie that you couldn't, you know, release anything solo or whatever, you know, during White Zombie with your name on it. So 
you know, our names aren't on it. We're fully masked and <laughs> people thought we were some band from Japan. It was, it was pretty funny. So, uh, I, I've never lost my passion. I've always been, you know, making music. Like I said, that overlapped White Zombie and, you know, I just, I just meet various musicians that inspire me. Like I moved down here to New Orleans and ran back into Rick Slave, who was in many bands in New York City, like the Cretans, the Swamp Goblins. Um, he, in New Orleans, he had a band called Rick Slave and the Phantoms and, I thought, wow, how great to be in a band with him, you know? So, you know, we started Rock City Morgue. And then I ran into Dava after Katrina up in New York, and we just happened to be living in the same building for a little while. And uh, I, I ran into her, and we started going out, having some cocktails, drinking, and, and uh, you know, we, we thought maybe we should start a band. It's, it's kind of more about connections and people mm -hmm. and, um, you know, who inspires you and what, for for me. For me too. That's why I do the show. Actually, that's you. you that's great. You, you nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, yeah, we play everything indie and then all the way on up. If you know, we have folks like you. It, it only makes the experience so much better, and it gives those other folks a push. Like, hey, we can still do this. You know, and you've inspired so many people. Um, I can't even begin to tell you. But we're gonna take a quick break right now. Um, what song would you like to play off of Tomorrow Tomorrowland Blues? Oh, um, how about Tomorrowland Blues? Boom. It's on. <laughs> Excellent. I was hoping you pick something different than Dava, and you did. All right, okay. we'll, be, we'll be right back, folks. Thank you for listening.
We're back with Sean Yusult, of course, of that band White Zombie, and now Star and Dagger, famous monsters somewhere in between. And you just heard title track, uh, Tomorrow, Tomorrowland Blues. And, uh, well, Sean, um, what is on the agenda with Star and Dagger, and where do you go at this point? Um, we've actually had Dava fly down here and work on some new uh, songs that we've got. We've got a good, like, 10 or 11 songs, so we're just um, kind of working through that and, and uh, trying to get back out to, like, Joshua Tree to record or maybe have somebody fly into New Orleans to produce, but... Um, it's going good. It's just very hard with all of our schedules right now. That's what I hear. Yeah, three We're different really places. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go to a horror convention next week. Um, yes, Days of the Dead, Chicago, correct? Yeah, I'll be in Chicago, yeah. That is a fun show. I did it in Indianapolis. Great time. Chicago's supposed to be twice as good. So um, yeah. expect to have just a fun a time. Great, yeah, I just did a great one in uh, in Jersey. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of rare white zombie vinyl from, I mean, our first seven inches, our first... Even things we, some 12 inches we put out, mm-hmm. Rob and I on our own label. So I'm, I'll be bringing that out. I'll be making all that available to fans. And, uh, it's, it's just fun, you know, to reconnect and get this stuff in the right hands. Definitely. Um, I have an, a question for you. I've been dying to ask. Go, let's go back to White Zombie days. Was there ever a moment where you just said, I'm done with this and you threw your base and walked away from it? No. Never? <laughs> no way. Good to hear. No. Any bad times on stage, or how about your best time on stage that you remember? Um, well, bad time, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do both. I mean, uh, bad times on stage, you know, when your gear goes out, mm-hmm. something like that happens, you know, that's kind of a nightmare. <laughs> oh, and the time I fell through a missing part of the stage backstage right before I had to go on. Jeez, and I heard about that. I tore my knee up and needed to be in a leg brace for a year and a half. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. That kind of sucked. But, um, you know, I... Otherwise, like, every show is a great show, and, you know, especially ones when we were on tour with Pantera and Dimebag's coming out pranking me every night, so, <laughs> I don't know, there's so many good memories. It's, oh my god, it's fantastic. Everybody has a Dimebag story if you were around in that era. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even, I, I'll, I have a story to tell, but I can't do it right now, unfortunately, because the guy that, it's his story. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But it's amazing. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do it without names at some point, but, um, I don't know. I, Dimebag, like we said, we miss him. Um, have you heard of Phil and Bill yet? Phil and Samo with Bill Mosley? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I finally got to meet uh, Bill Mosley in the past year at the horror conventions. He's yes, great. He's fantastic. He's been on the show three times, and I get to play his music. you got to check out Spider Mountain. It's fun. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, uh, I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, taking notes. Phil and Bill and Bill Mosley. You know what? I'm getting a call from a fan right now. Let me see if I can get her. Hello, who do we have here? Hello? Hello? Hello, you there? Anyone there? Oh, oh well, here we go. Um, who is this? This is Erica Askew. Erica Askew. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, we, we know you're a fan of a certain person I have on the line right now. Hello? Who could that be? Oh, come on. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Hey, no problem. Nice talking to you. <laughs> what, are you leaving already? <laughs> anyway, Sean, Sean's, in a ba- Sean's in a band called Yard Panther, and uh, like I said, they do our music. She picked up the bass because of you, and I I thought she had a question for you. <laughs> well, it's always uh, yeah. nice to hear yeah, like, yeah. when somebody, when a, you know. A, here for you. I'm a big fan, Sean. Big fan. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, well, uh, <laughs> 
No, I honestly have to tell you, like, you really inspired me to start picking up the bass guitar and start playing bass. And one time ago, I watched Headbangers Ball, you and White Zombie. So, like, one of my big questions is, like, who inspired you to play bass? Hmm. Well, you know, it wasn't necessarily uh, that I was inspired to play bass, but as far as uh, females that inspire me to be in a band, um, I was obsessed with the cramps when I was in high school. And I was also obsessed with Joan Jett. I got to sneak into a show when I'm underage. I got a fake ID and went to a little club in Raleigh, North Carolina and saw Joan Jett and the Blackhearts um, doing the I Love Rock and Roll tour. And she was like, you know, she was so cool. She's like a fifth Ramon, you know. She's just <laughs> like Dee Dee Ramon. Yeah, rock yeah. And then, and then, like, I have to say, like, Dee Dee Ramon definitely inspired me. I always wanted to wear my bass as low as I could. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lemmy from Motorhead is a big influence, too. And Cliff Burton. Uh, you know, there's some there's some good influences there for bass players. Oh, absolutely. Some of the best. But as far as, as, far as females, oh, yeah. it's, you know, it's two guitarists, actually. It's Joan Jett and, and uh, Ivy from The Cramps. Excellent. Those are two great influences right there. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Erica, what else you got? Uh, well, I know you moved from uh, New York City to New Orleans, and I've been to New Orleans. It's super cool, super awesome. I had a really great time there. I was curious, like, what led you to uh, move to New Orleans? What uh, I'm sorry, asking what? Oh, what? What, what uh, led you to move to New what Orleans? To, oh, touring, touring through New Orleans. Every time we came through here, it was the most magical stop on on the whole tour, and I just fell in love with it. And then I ran into friends here. Oh. Every time I passed through, you know, I'd, I'd run into like. Pepper from COC, he grew up here. Phil from Pantera. Um, the third or fourth time I came, oh, yeah. Trent, you know, from Nine Inch Nails, he mm. has a, had a house just up the street from my house in the Garden District. And, uh, oh. yeah, just keep running into people and having a great time. You know, it's just this thing. It was back in the day before cell phones, you know, so it was <laughs> like back when we were touring. Well, just, yeah, yeah. It had to be that kind of random running in and that, that didn't happen in other towns, but whenever I was here, I'd run it, you know, at one point, Marilyn Manson were all living here. I was good friends with those guys and just, you know, having fun. And, and the, then I love the culture, the food, the architecture. I, I just love everything here. So, yeah, I had to oh, move yeah, here. <laughs> as soon as White Zombie broke up, I, I moved here right away. <laughs> nice. Erica, you got something else? I'm like, man, I mean, you could, you, you'd probably move to, you know, L.A. or go wherever. But New Orleans is just such a cool town. Like, I would love to that's cool. Yeah, no moving there. We've actually, my husband and I, thought about moving out there. Maybe one of these days we'll get out there. They're in Austin really right them. now. Yeah. Oh uh, well, Austin is a very cool town too. We Absolutely. love it there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Eric. And I guess one of my one of my uh, final questions for you here, Sean. This is Friday the thirteenth and whatnot. What is the spookiest or most haunted place you've ever played in? Very nice. Hmm. You know. I actually remember oh, playing in Germany opening up for uh, Danzig. This is back in like 90, God, I think 92, 93, um, somewhere around there, oh. early 90s. Uh, we hadn't really, we weren't really like, you know, that big yet, but we were we were doing all right. But, you know, thanks to bands like Danzig, you know, we got a lot of exposure. We played this, uh, God, I can't remember what town it was, and this building had the creepiest feeling to it and um somebody told us it was where the ss troops had like been stationed and like showered and stuff so Whoa. it was it was kind of like this you know nazi you know ss whatever holy like, smokes <laughs> <laughs> that's 
pretty creepy uh, vibe to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That right. would be it. <laughs> Miss Erica, thank you so much. Thanks, Erica. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to you. Nice to you, Sean. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll send Sean some Yard Panther uh, swag when you send me more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> take take care, Erica. <laughs> bye-bye. Hey, thank you. Nice to you. All right. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> little starstruck there. I can't blame her. You are her idol. <laughs> you are her idol. She's probably uh, screaming right now. But anyway, so um, back to, uh, oh gosh, there's so much here. But um, Absinthe, uh, I happen to enjoy that myself. <laughs> you got yeah. in, Did you get that in, into it in New Orleans or is this something that just you've always liked? Or I mean, you seem to not endorse it, but you'll, you definitely like it. Yeah, no, I, I, I do like it. Um, I actually discovered it in Barcelona. Oh, okay. And, and uh, there's still, like, years back, there's, you know, and they still are there, but there's places that are, you know, bars that are, you know, especially there for absence. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them are really off the beaten path and uh, have <laughs> pretty <laughs> sorted uh sorted clientele but um it, it was really so much fun finding those places and drinking absinthe and uh here in new orleans um we had um ted bro b-r-e-a-u-x new orleans style <laughs> bro um he actually campaigned for absinthe being legal in america again and started uh nouvelle orleans uh absinthe it was really high and it's still available it's about a hundred dollars a bottle. Oh wow! Bought a bunch of bottles. For, yeah, he bought when he first started. He bought over a whole bunch of bottles to my house, and has some fellow uh, uh, friends that are absinthe enthusiasts, and we're all piano players. And so we had a little piano absinthe night here, and went through them all. And <laughs> anyway, he he really kind of got it going again in America. So that that was pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy that stuff, and that you know you do have to limit your intake on that because boy. I've seen people make mistakes. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You can't, you can't really. Don't play. You don't want to overindulge. <laughs> yeah, you don't play. Yeah, people doing shots of it and things like that. I'm like, you know what? I enjoy it too much to do shots of it. But exactly. Yeah, you got to sip it. <laughs> on that note, are you a whiskey or Jaeger person? Well, I like Jaeger now and then, but I, I'm more of a whiskey person. I, I like, uh, I like whiskey. I love, I love Blanton's. I usually drink, uh, I usually drink Jameson or, uh, ah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I drink, I drink a variety of whiskey. I'll, I'll go bourbon or whiskey, Irish whiskey usually. <laughs> All right. Now, when White Zombie came out, well, not came out, but actually when you guys were really breaking, grunge was breaking at the same time. Where were you with the whole grunge scene? Um, did you enjoy it? Uh, I mean, you guys survived it and where a lot of those bands just did not. We, we were actually kind of tied in with it in a yeah. weird way. We, we didn't really sound like them. No. Um, but, but, Actually, Bruce Pavitt, you know, started Sub Pop. He tried to sign us, and um, we we ended up going with Caroline Records instead, just because they were in New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought that would help our phone bill a little bit, not having to make long distance phone calls back then. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he, you know, we like we would, you know, tour through Seattle and play with Mudhoney and 
you know, Soundgarden and, oh, and, you know, a lot of those bands. We toured with the Melvins for, we actually took the Melvins on tour before we broke up, you know, so like we kind of, we kind of stayed a little involved in that scene and we did kind of come out of that scene, but we were never, mm-hmm. we never really fit in with that scene. Even so though, yeah, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> that's a perfect answer. Uh, it, it, they play you on Lithium on XM Sirius. And, um, it, like, it's, it's, it's weird that you get fit in with all the grunge bands and, and you know, then it, all, Nine Inch Nails comes on too. So it's, you know, oh. but yeah, oh yeah, you're on there. Do you, you don't listen to Sirius XM at all? Um, no, I, I, uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have Sirius. <laughs> okay. It's, it's cool. I mean, for trips, I can't yeah. live without my radio and I can't stand terrestrial radio, but that's again why I do this. Um, that's next. I just, I just bring stacks of CDs. That's really old school. No, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. No, I, I have to do that now because I'm using a rental and I don't want to get into that. But, um, <laughs> long story. Lost my car. Anyway, um, this next question comes from a friend of yours. Um, Dava asked, um, Sean, do you have any George Dickel left at your house? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, indeed. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> explain that. Uh, is it, is it a, a beer? Is it a whiskey? It's a whiskey. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We were um, <laughs> we were angling to be uh, sponsored by them at one point. We were coming up with a lot of um, campaign slogans for them that border, bordered on the naughty side with a name like Dickle. You can imagine. You, I, you could say it here. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> a little Dickle, do you? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I don't know. Yeah. There's, yeah, we had a number. I can't remember. <laughs> Again, I can't remember wh- who, whether it was me or Vaughn or Dava that came up with what, but. <laughs> That's yeah. great, but yeah, they picked the right people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any rituals before you get on stage? Um, you know, in White Zombie days, it used to be uh, Gatorade, Gatorade, B12 shots, uh, <laughs> coffee, you know, just getting really wired and amped up, and... uh no, I, I do like to have one whiskey and water before I go on stage to relax a little more. I get it, sure. You know, I don't need to spaz out on stage anymore, so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of nice. Um, I wouldn't call it a ritual. I, I like to I like to stretch. I like to have a little, you know, solitude. I mean, not mm. not not all by myself, but you know, with the band, I like to kind of hide out, have a nice quiet drink, and <laughs> yeah. then get on stage. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, back way back in the day, were you a fan of Headbangers Ball? Were you watching it while you guys were on it? Well, uh, we were watching as much as we could. We were beyond. To be honest, we were mostly on the road, so yeah. we, you know, and that was again before, you know, laptops and computers and cell phones and all that. So. We'd just hear that we were on Headbangers Ball. Like, we couldn't even really check it out because we toured so much. I mean, we, during that time, we were on the road for two and a half years straight. We didn't even have a home. So we'd make sure to, you know, our manager would get us a tour that started the day after whatever leg we were on, you know? Absolutely. I, I just, I would love to see it come back again and, and be real again. Uh, just cause, just, you know, even for like, that metal show is really good. I, I don't, have you, you haven't been on that yet, have you? No, no, I'm actually uh, friends with that guy too. But you know, I just saw uh, Ricky Rackman came through on his uh, motorcycle uh, tour with Tammy Down. He nice. passed in New Orleans. Like I don't know, it feels like it was just a month ago. It wasn't too long ago. And uh, you know, it'd be so cool if he did have Angus Ball again. You know, he he looks exactly the same. You yeah. Know? I know, right? I had one of the guys, uh, I had Christian, uh, from, uh, Faster Pussycat on here not too long ago. He's a really cool dude. Um, also Ace, uh, was on here as well. I think he's a newer member though. Um, yeah, do you ever check out the old school bands? Do you ever go and see what they're up to these days? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I go out a lot here in New Orleans. We, you know, a lot of great bands pass through here, old and new, and, you know, I see what I can. Well, that's, yeah, you definitely have uh, your choice of music out there. Very lucky. Um, I, I have to get down there at some point. Uh, how about horror movies? Are there any horror movies that you're paying attention to these days, or are you just pretty much going back to the old ones? I go back to the old ones. I, I just, I love old black and white horror movies. That's, that's really my thing, you know? Definitely. <laughs> so, there's, you know, yeah, there's not a lot of new stuff I'm, you know, chomping at the bit to see or anything. I'm kind of excited about the uh, Ash versus uh, Evil Dead or whatever it's called, the TV show that's coming out. You should be. I saw the first two episodes. Uh, You're going to love it. It's old I school. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Evil Dead. I mean, they are exactly what they used to be in the first one, and they're creepy as hell. They really held up. And Bruce Campbell, come on, you know. <laughs> I love Bruce Campbell so much, yeah. <laughs> he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. He's awesome. Yeah. He, he's doing radio right now too. He's been doing the circuit and promoting Ash vs. Evil. Yeah, watch that next chance you get. Oh, cool! I totally recommend it. Um, any other projects in the work musically? Are you just sticking with Star and Dagger for now? Yeah, just Star and Dagger right now. Actually, my band Rocks and Morgue might start doing uh, some uh, performances here and there in New Orleans. Just uh, we have we have these kind of dark, creepy piano songs, and there's a few cool bars in town that have pianos. So we're thinking about doing this dark lounge thing once a month, you know. <laughs> Uh, so that, 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 I might do that, but yeah, as far as new things, you know, going on, Star and Dagger. That's great. Uh, do you, by the way, do you still have your ballet shoes from way back when? No. <laughs> you didn't bronze them, really? No, you know, we used to wear out our point shoes like every week. You'd just be tossing them aside and sewing ribbons on the next pair. So, it, no, they were never anything special, you know. <laughs> That's a great picture, though, in the book. I think you open up with that one. Uh, what you, how old are you? Like, <laughs> 12 or 14 what like 12 yeah, yeah. And, oh, it's, and to see the before and after of sean it's just amazing and <laughs> that's why that's what makes that book great and i everybody just go look it up pick it up i don't care if people say it's out of print there's got to be a way to get it <laughs> and it's, yeah no because i just i just ordered some for my horror convention so they're still they're still available but they might not be in the store so just tell yeah. your store to order it please yes and your site again we should plug that while we remember oh to. thank you so um, sean just sean esalt.com okay and are you on twitter I am. That's also, I think, Shawnee Salt WZ or just Shawnee Salt. Check it out. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And um, I'm at Fairly Dark. Um, in closing, do you want to share your, you didn't share your favorite moment on stage, that, oh man, I made it moment? Mm. I think that was when we went to England and played uh, Castle Donington, which is Ooh. now called the Download Fest. Um, yeah. Castle Donington, and then the next day we played the Reading Fest. Uh, no band had ever done those two festivals back to back because one's very metal and one's very alternative. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of went to show that we fit both. But there was like 80,000 people at Castle Donington and we weren't sure if we were metal enough and if they were going <laughs> to like us or not. And it was very nerve wracking because we'd always heard about British like sharpening coins and chucking them at the bands. Oh, and man. You know, throwing bottles of piss at you and stuff yeah, like that. So that's true. We were, we were slightly terrified what might happen. And we got on stage and the sea of 80,000 people started dancing and jumping up and down and singing <laughs> along. And it was just magical. And that was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you made, <laughs> we it. made it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I, well, I cannot thank you enough. If you want to talk a little bit more about your art gallery and tell people what to expect, that's all you, unless you want them to be surprised, of course. Oh, just go check it out. I, there's a lot of, uh, atmospheric, creepy, uh, 
interesting, odd photography on display that I've been taking for the past 12 years, and uh, I hope you get down there and check it out. And you can take a look at it. Um, the whole gallery is online, um, and uh, right now on Sacred Gallery NYC website also. Okay, and Star and Dagger, where do they find you there, uh, other than iTunes? Oh, there is a Star and Dagger uh, website, but probably keeping up with um, with me or Dava, you know, on, on uh, Facebook or, you know, our, our websites and things is equally good. Okay. Well, I cannot thank you again enough for this. Um, thank I, you. Really, yeah, as a fan, and honestly, I, I'm just kind of overwhelmed at the same time. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> oh, no, thank you so much. And, yeah. and uh, hey, if anybody's in the Chicago area, come see me next uh, Friday and Saturday. I'll be there. I, w- I won't be there Sunday, but Friday, Saturday, I'll be at the uh, Days of the Dead. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I recommend that show. It's fantastic. I met Stephen Piercy at the Indianapolis one. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I know I know Elvira is going to be at this one, so I'm excited <laughs> to reconnect with her. Oh, she's awesome. Yes. Oh, you're going to be at a great show. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. You're gonna be a fan too. It's gonna be hard. I am. <laughs> You're gonna have a hard time getting away from your fans, though. I'm telling you. So take that break and walk around and uh, see Elvira. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I, I can't believe we did this on Friday the 13th. And uh, well, you know what? I shan't. I'm not gonna say anything yet. Until <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything yet because I we still have to uh, save our work here. Um, all right. Well, Sean, yourself, thank you so much, and we hope to hear you again on these airwaves. Um, thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio, and I hope you become a friend of Kettle Whistle Radio. Yes, thanks, David. Oh, you bet. All right, stick around for a second. And, folks, I'm going to say good night, and I hope you enjoyed. And uh, always check me out at Fairly Dark. All my books and all the shows are at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. If you want to go back and listen to Dava, that show is there, and it was fun. All right, and um, I'll talk to you folks later.
I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for Female Empowerment, The Best Business Network, and GPN for Geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast.